clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 159, recording on September 19, 2021. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are discussing game delays, uh, Captain America versus Sweet Tooth, of all things. Uh, we're going to do a little game of the year check-in, what we've been playing, some what if, if Shannon's watched it, but we won't find out until the end. But to do that. I have to have with me, as always, Mr. Shannon Gotta Munch Em All More. <laughs> Damn straight. I did find me some of them Pokemon Oreos, and uh, it wasn't me that pulled, but like was just really like, we need to have these. My son mm -hmm. saw the wrapper and was just like, we are getting these. And, you know, it was either that or a Hot Wheel. So, you know. Well, apparently the Mew one is actually worth money if you find Mew. <laughs> package, so... I let me see. I've 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 downed a Squirtle and uh, you know I've you know got a a Ralts like you know in there once mm -hmm. or twice like just doesn't matter. I mean they're this. I mean I'm so used to having the thin the thin ones. Yeah. Um, that these are like the standard ones, right? So it's like twice the cream filling that you it, get from like one of the regular like the ones I'm used to. These feel like the like quadruple stuffed. Yeah. So I got there's so much frosting in my mouth I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with it. So yeah, it's just uh it's bad. It's rough. It's it's increasing my waistline, that's for sure. Episode one fifty-nine, I downed a squirtle. Yes. Um, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and he's writing down the title. Uh also joining us, as always, is Justin Werewolves Bruh Carter. Yep, Innistrad came out Friday, and you bet my ass clocked out at 5 and drove down to the game store to pick up my, like, $250 worth of Magic cards. <laughs> Can I, I, I will tell you right now, I am so glad that you live in Arizona, because if you were closer and we played Magic on a regular basis, uh, my wallet might have been significantly lighter. <laughs> yeah, the, the impact would be felt, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's easy, sure. it, it's easy for me to just kind of admire Justin's collection from from a couple hundred miles away. But uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if that if that shit were like in town, it'd be curtains. <laughs> on my Dude, it was crazy, too, because I need the little cardboard card storage boxes because I'm like running out of room. And I went to two different game stores and both of them like were just like out or like we have it on back order. But. We don't know when. I was like, whatever, dude. So I just went on Amazon and ordered like <laughs> 10 of them. So they're going to be here Friday. And I'm like, then I can like reallocate all the cards into like longer boxes and stuff and actually put them grouped together by the set they're supposed to be in and stuff. But didn't well, your didn't your fiance just get you like this dope ass box for your anniversary gift? I mean, that wood box is nice. And it, you implying that it's not already filled with actual decks <laughs> and stuff. That's how I had room to put all the Innistrad cards is all the empty deck boxes that I had now because I put them all in the wooden box. That's funny. 
So now, when you get these new sets, do you make decks to like play with, or, or are you just collecting? Like, what um, is your strategy when you're buying these new sets? So for the most part, like I used to play a lot of Paper Magic, but then since COVID and stuff, I I don't really get to play as much Paper. I just really kind of play on Arena. Which, if you haven't done, you know, there's the Arena code right now for the the six. Innistrad packs, and then also because the set's rotating, they gave away a bunch of free, like, rare cards and stuff like that, too, just for logging in. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. But, yeah, for the most part for paper, I pretty much just collect. Like, I got a new binder and stuff for Innistrad, and I'm missing 29 cards out of the the full, like, main set after I got two set boosters and then a pre-release. So I opened about 80 booster packs. (laughs) <laughs> and managed to get almost the entire set. I'm really just missing like two uncommons, and then the rest are just rare and mythics that I'm missing. So, mm-hmm. but right. funny story though. So while we were out getting Innistrad, um, Megan was like, "Dude, she's like, I just ordered us something, and it should hopefully be here tomorrow." And I was like, "Okay." And then like 20 minutes before the podcast, she's like open the door it's here and i open it and it's fucking soccer bop em. like the soccer bot more fun than a pillow fight the little inflatable things you put over your oh, fist geez. and she got two sets of them and i was like dude we got like 15 minutes before the podcast the lawyers <laughs> up and so i blew them up and i was like all right i was like are you ready i was like we got to touch fist before we start so then we touch and I went to full swing on Megan, and she went to block with one, but, like, half-assly. And I fucking <laughs> hit it, and she punched herself in the face with the soccer bopper. And it was, like, over. Like, right then, she was like, we're done. <laughs> Worst purchase ever. But it was like, she was, gotta, I mean. You gotta know your audience, man. No, like, but she she was laughing, though. She was, like, on the floor laughing, because she, like, basically punched herself in the face with it, and it was just over and I was, like, hitting her on the ground, and I'm like, get up. <laughs> You're sitting there doing the, like, Ollie. Get up! Yeah. Get up! I was, like, pounding my chest with them. I'm like, in my house! <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I, I've, in my experience, combat sports, fun or otherwise, generally just don't go over well with significant others. That always that always goes bad. It's fun to a point, and then it hits that peak, uh-huh. and it's like uh-huh. when you're playing ball in the house, and it's so much fun until you hit the window, and then you're like, uh oh, and then you know it's like time to run and hide in your room, and playing ball in the house is over. Who broke mm-hmm. my window? Yes, all that, <laughs> all that kicks in. Uh, and the, well, and, the, and it doesn't end when you think it ends, right? Like, mm-mm. I mean, you're going to get that final, you're going to get that blow and you and st- you think the game is going to be over, but like, you're going to wake up at like two o'clock in the morning and she's going to be standing over you with that bopper and she's going to wreck your stuff like oh, at two yeah. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> get on top of me with my arms pinned so I can't fight back and just start winning. <laughs> Look like you got beat by a sack of oranges. Um, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be good times in the in the Carter household. <laughs> True power uh, move. She's just gonna like <laughs> she's gonna put them on you, and then she's slap you like why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Pop <laughs> <laughs> them in the freezer so they're like nice and cold and like hard. Oh, oh. This is getting dark. I think we should uh, we should move on. Um, 
so let's uh let's talk to something else that's fun game delays hey yay uh 2021 the year that never happened um two more delays uh higher profile delays were announced this week uh battlefield 2042 which um i was a little surprised that it got pushed but it didn't get it's still in this year it's now being released november 19th which still gives it what three weeks before halo launches which i think is acceptable for them um I mean, to be honest, I, I, fine. It's one of those, I, with all these delays, I'm kind of like, yeah, just make the game good. It comes out, it'll come out when it comes out. Uh, and I just think it's funny how we're still seeing this like ripple effect. I mean, before that rainbow six extraction got pushed to January, 2022. So that's not a game that's coming out anymore. And then the other game that got announced this week though, was dying light Two, stay human got pushed to February 4th. Um, so, I mean, I know no one here really cares about either one of those games. It's fine, but it's, it, I just thought it was worth talking about that. Like these delays are still happening and, uh, it makes me nervous that Shannon's prediction that Halo isn't going to happen this year. It might happen still. It's just whether it's like, it's going to be one of those things we'll be gathered around Thanksgiving dinner, pretending that we like Turkey and shit and, <laughs> It's going to be like, oh, Twitter's just blowing up. Why? What happened? Oh, Halo got pushed to fucking November 2023 or some bullshit. And I'm going to be like, well, damn it. Well, yeah, wouldn't that be like the worst like Black Friday news ever? It's like you're getting gearing up to go out and get those sales and Christmas shopping done and, you know, enjoy the chaos that is the day after Thanksgiving shopping and find out that halo is not going to come out until 2023 like any of it <laughs> be like well at least at least i've got this ugly ass forza controller to console me with <laughs> <sighs> yeah i mean that's really where i'm at now with these delays it's like sure we're i, I gotta think most of them are are where they are at this point but there's still a couple heavy hitters out there that scare me i don't know I don't know. You guys have thoughts on delays? I uh, go ahead, Justin. You go first. No, I was just gonna say it's like one of those things where it's like I'm not surprised it's still happening, especially with like all the different variants of COVID. It's like it mm. seems like you get the numbers down, and then like people quit wearing masks or whatever, and then the numbers go back up, and then like stuff starts going back under lockdown again and stuff, and it just seems like can't get it to a point where things are kind of just stabilizing out. Um, I almost, I think Halo pretty much has to come out this year. Like, I would be surprised if it didn't come out this year. I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm at the point where I feel like it has to at yeah. this point. I feel like Microsoft can't afford for it not to at totally. this point. So. Mm. But, I mean, it's still, it's just, it's just the multiplayer. I mean, and single-player campaign, right? There's no co-op still like there's no they haven't changed on that which makes me think that it's probably by the time it releases it's just going to be multiplayer with no story campaign and they're just going to wait for everything else to come out and they'll push that back until 2023 or 2022 um so yeah i hope you guys enjoy halo multiplayer because i do not well you know hope that wet blanket is comfortable <laughs> hope you sleep well with it um, 
Speaking of uh, things that also are confusing to me, a, a little blurb came across the newswire this week that uh, Anthony Mackie of He of Falcon and now Captain America fame um, will be playing John Doe in a live action Twisted Metal series. You know, a game that hasn't been relevant in like a decade. Like, who the hell is clamoring for a Twisted Metal series? But anyway, uh, here, here we go, Shannon. You ready for this? Uh, he plays <laughs> he plays John Doe. A, I'm quoting from the article now. Uh, so this is not me. This is uh, the article. Please do, do not uh, come at me with any takes. Uh, Doe is a smart-ass milkman who talks as fast as he drives. <laughs> With no memory of his past, he gets a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to make his wish of finding community come true. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Sorry, that's my aside. <laughs> Requoting. But only if he can survive an onslaught of savage vehicular combat. Wow. Okay, I kind of want to watch it just because what the fuck. Like, <laughs> seriously. Uh, and... Oh, also... Uh, the executive vice president of comedy development of Sony TV, uh, Glenn Ad Adelman, let's go with Adelman, uh, is quoted as saying, we've been big fans of Anthony's phenomenal body of work over the years and knew he was the only character who could play a character as complex and funny and compelling as John Doe. Sure. Yeah. It, yeah. Because when I think complex and funny and compelling, I think Anthony mm -hmm. Mackie. Like, what the? Yeah. Uh, what it sounds like is they're like, we got $50,000. And he's like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. It's like, it's like, fortunately for us, he agreed. And uh, that contractually binding five movie agreement that he signed with his production house is going to yeah. make him do this regardless of whether he wants to or not. Or, or it counts for the movie total to get him out of that contract faster. <laughs> yeah, it's, like yeah. how, it's like how bands release the greatest hit album to count as an album under a label. You know, mm -hmm. it's one of those deals. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin, did you have thoughts on this Twisted Metal live? First off, that they're making a Twisted Metal live action and then Anthony Mackie's involvement with said movie. So my first question is, so is this like a movie that's actually coming to theaters or is this like a straight <laughs> no, to like no, this Amazon? Is going to be a, this is going to be a half hour long show, like a season <laughs> of a show that what? are in half hour episodes. <laughs> so wait, this is even a movie? This is a TV show? This is a TV show. God, this is going to be fucking horrible. Like, <laughs> as a movie... It's like 90 minutes of just whatever, but like, how are you gonna drag this shit on for like 12 episodes? Like, I don't know. He he he, he I, know this is, I know this is an audio format, but Justin's face when he like put it all the puzzle pieces together, if this was a half hour TV show, was one of the funniest <laughs> damn things I've ever seen. Like, it's because it's like I can't see like that'd be like imagine the movie because i was when you were talking about it, i was like all right i mean death race is a movie and it's stupid or whatever but the first one was fun and then whatever ones came after that that like were straight to dvd were awful but i'm like the first one was fun it's just general loose premise like whatever fun like doesn't matter but i couldn't imagine like that as like a 12 episode like season of something and so it's like, I don't really know what they're going to do or if they are going to have, like, even the budget for to make it even look cool. Uh, sorry, Shannon, I cut you off. 
No, I was just going to say, you know, he was pretty good at carrying the Falcon and Winter Soldier for six episodes. So I'm pretty sure that he could do the same thing for this series. But, um, dude, like, nobody delivers milk anymore. Like, he's not, I mean, you drive an 18-wheeler when you deliver milk, right? I mean, like, you, you're delivering that much. Like, you don't go house to house anymore delivering milk. It's it's an old premise. I get that. Uh, you know, they're they're stretching a little bit there. Um, but, you know. I mean, he might have gotten laid off 30 years ago. He has no memory. He doesn't know. <laughs> Yeah, a half a half hour episode though, like you have no t- I mean, no time to get from I mean, it's just oh god. There's there's I see so many problems and I don't think it's gonna be it's gonna be a shit show. I don't think it's gonna be good. I'm concerned. Anthony Mackey's a good actor too. Like so I don't understand why he keeps getting dragged into these risky ventures. You know? I'm, you know, I, I think you're right, and I'm going I'm going to watch at least the first episode just out of morbid curiosity. Because mm-hmm. because also, like, in all reality, if you're not over the age of 35, you have no walking around knowledge of what Twisted Metal even is. Like, people people 30 and under have, don't know what Twisted Sweet Tooth and Twisted Metal. Like, fuck <laughs> that. Like, no one cares. But... And Sweet Tooth wasn't even the worst person in that game that you you went up against. He was usually the easiest because he was in a big ass car that turns slow, yeah. so he was always the first one who got annihilated. It was the dude on the motorcycle that shot the skulls out of the front of the motorcycle that you had to watch out for. That dude was fast, and he did a lot of damage. Uh, if people want to go on a really crazy, I can't believe they made this shit dive um, on YouTube. Go look up the endings for Twisted Metal Black. <laughs> like. That is some type of shit where you're just staring at the screen questioning like your humanity sometimes because it's <laughs> it's rough like that. They they go bleak in Twisted Metal Black. Uh, so, yeah, I re- especially the uh, the dude that's like grafted into the giant wheels, like mm. his body's like grafted into the huge wheels. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, that that story gets gets real dark. Uh, the, <laughs> the blind dude pretty fucked up i won't ruin it for you just get on youtube and and yeah it's 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 pretty good um okay last story speaking of things that were fucked up uh hey guys you can use bluetooth audio now on your on your switch (laughs) four years later but you can't talk you can't talk with it yeah you can't your mics won't work but you can use it for audio and my first thought when i saw this was wait you could do this the entire time. Like I had it in my head that like just somehow, even though, yes, I know the, the joy cons are connected via Bluetooth. I knew that my brain knew that, but somehow I just thought there was no like audio Bluetooth receiver inside the actual system. Like they just eliminated that for whatever reason, Uh, even though that would make no sense, but you know what also makes no sense? Not operating this from the start. Like what the heck? (laughs) Like, I don't, oh, I don't get it. Don't now, get it. my question is, do you see a class action lawsuit happening because of all these people that bought, like, Bluetooth components, like, speaker bl- components for their Switch so that they could play so, and have their speakers? So, no. And the reason is because that way is actually still better. Uh, there is There is a bus and bandwidth issue if you're using Bluetooth audio and your Joy-Cons at the same time, uh, because all of that is using Bluetooth, uh, apparently the audio gets really laggy. Hmm. And so if you're using the little add-on, you don't have that issue. 
Hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that's why I would say no, because those still offer a superior product. But, uh, yeah. Well, and actually, that's a good reason why they didn't do it to begin with, because apparently it was always going to be janky. But still, man, I couldn't believe, like, they just were like, yeah, we just turned that on. It's like, wait, what? What? It's been four years. Like, what do you mean you just turned that on? Like, hey. So, Justin, you, you're breaking out your, uh, I don't even know what the hell Android users even use. Google Buds, what what are they called? What what are some? We'll see. Um, Jab, Jabra's, does Jab, that's still a brand that exists? Like, we'll, we'll see. My, uh, my phone still has a headphone port, so I actually just use... Mm-hmm. Just plug in good old good boy headphones. Um, I have a uh, a pair. I only have one pair of wireless headphones, and they're the ones that are like sewn into the headband that you can wear at night. Um, because I like to I use those so I can like fall asleep, and then my ears don't get like a bunch of crap in them from falling asleep uh, with earbuds sure, in them. Sure. But Megan makes fun of me all the time because she says I look like some like. Guido or something with like the headband <laughs> thing in bed so I'm only like those those headphones aren't allowed to leave the bedroom I just wear them in there solely for like watching YouTube at night like, hey I'm, I'm sleeping here hey. <laughs> I'm like hey where my car keys <laughs> babe aren't you gonna put your headphones on tonight not tonight babe it's sexy times <laughs> turn the volume down low it's like there's a blinking blue light in the middle of my forehead it's like I'm like, hold on, I just got 30 minutes of this ASMR Indian massage video. I don't want to miss what's about to happen. Uh, and that is more insight to Justin's life than I would ever care to have. Um, on multiple levels. <laughs> but, yeah, I uh, I haven't tried it yet with some AirPods or anything, but uh, apparently it works, and it just works now. I don't know. But the problem is, four years in, I've gotten used to playing with no volume at all. <laughs> yeah I, I mean if i'm playing at night in bed or something it's just there's no volume i'm you using don't need, no you don't need volume to, to play picross exactly if anything it's better i don't have to listen to that same music mm-hmm. over, and over and over and over again mm-hmm. hey or when you're getting you're getting pissed off at a stupid uh like puzzle and like you have to keep hearing that same cheery music you're just like shut up <laughs> So, like, our question for you, out of all the Picross games, does Murder by Numbers have the best music? Hands down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it also is the best music because it because it's also the most music. Jupiter, for whatever reason, who makes the best Picross games available? They're, they're the ones that do, like, the Picross Series S and, and all that stuff. And they also make the, the Sega one. They're, they're fantastic games, but they'll put, like, one to three songs in them. And that's it. And it just plays on a loop. And it's like, guys, give me something. Like, some music. Jesus Christ. They do all their budget on the IP, and they're like, all right, guys, we got $16.42 for the music. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Pretty much. Pretty much. Went to, like, Fiverr and just, like, got a starving <laughs> musician to just uh, give him some cheap-ass music. They're like, give me 20-second beat that I can loop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, give me that whole music from the 90s, that, uh, you know, that synth-pop-like music. Just give me a whole bunch of that, please. It should totally be, like, just all the random hold music that you call. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be awesome. That'd be pretty good. Um, but, yeah, so it's, 
Bluetooth audio is a thing. Hey, I'm hoping maybe there's better performance in the new one coming out, but probably not, you know, because Nintendo's going to Nintendo. Um, so, hey, guys, we're we're almost in October, despite our uh, year of delays. Games are coming out. Pretty big ones. We've got coming down the pipe here. Uh, Deathloop being the most recent, which uh, came out to rave reviews and none of us bought. But that, that'll change soon. Um, so, yeah, if you're holding on for some Deathloop talk, uh, it ain't happening this episode. Sorry, guys. Um, but I thought it would be a good time to give a little check-in to uh, what is on our current Games of the Year type thinking you know, it's been a weird year. A ton of stuff came out, and half of it I forgot came out this year. You know, it's been weird. So I just thought uh, we should check in. Like, hey, do you remember Destruction All Stars? That came out this year, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, what? I'll tell you right now, my anxiety was real when I was coming up with my games of the year list for this year because I didn't uh-huh. want to put a game on here that was from last year or two years ago. So, like, I was really kind of like... Then, then again, there's been so many, like, re-releases. <laughs> and it, like, could, could you technically put Control on? I mean, it came out for the PS5 this year. I mean, I, technically, we're still on our playthrough of it, so... Yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> All's fair in love and war. Um... <laughs> Like, like, okay, here's another one. Crash Bandicoot 4 came out this year. That came out March 12th. Like, I feel like that game ex- ex- existed for 10 years. You know, like, it's <laughs> it's like, what the hell? It's but anyway. Just the, it's just the pandemic, man. It just stretches yeah, everything out. Totally, totally. You're absolutely right. And so, in the spirit of that, though, I thought it'd be a good time to do some check-in. Um so the first one I wanted to throw out there and see what you guys feel is a game that is one of those. Oh, right. That came out this year. And that's a uh, Bowser's Fury on the switch. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was a while ago. <laughs> that was, a, I mean, granted it was February. It was a while back, but it was still 2021. And uh, having been someone that never played the Wii U version of of New Super Mario Brothers, but then Bowser's Fury is the new addition, so that's more the focus. I thought Bowser's Fury was fantastic. Like, I really dug the open-worldness of it. And sure, it's like kind of an experimental little thing. Uh, You know, it's much smaller than your average Mario game, so on and so forth. I thought it was amazing. Like, I thought it played really well. I thought the worlds were really fun. The challenges were great. I loved Kaiju Bowser. Uh, I liked being giant kitty Mario, like all that stuff kind of ruled. Uh, do you guys feel like that belongs on a game of the year type list? Mm, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, cause it's so small. Like I felt that Bez- Bowser's Fury was better than the Super Mario game that it came with. Um, I think there were a couple okay. of, me- I would agree with you. I think there were a couple mechanics in Bowser's Fury, like the ability to hold on to your power-ups so that you could use them at a later point that was missing from the main game. That Because I played Bowser's Fury first, and then I played the Super Mario game. So I was expecting it to be the same, like have the same mechanics between the two. It was just a, an added-on story. So I was kind of disappointed when that wasn't uh, that mm-hmm. feature wasn't available in the game. But I mean, it didn't detract from it. But I did think that Bowser's Fury was the stronger side of that game release. But I, I would I would agree with you. 
that that was the stronger side, but it was it was short, and that's my kind of holdup on it. Mm-hmm. But as it being short means it wasn't good, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's one of those thoughts I'm having. I don't know. Uh, no. Justin, what's something that's on yours? Um, oh, well, so I'm I'm just gonna go right out there with the big gun, uh, Loop Hero. I sure. feel like Loop Hero is going to be on. Um, I don't know about Jordan's list, but I know it's going to be on, you know, yours, Shannon's, Robbie's, and I know it's going to be very high up on the list, and I almost feel like I'm just going to lock it in right now. I'm pretty sure it's a contender for, like, number one actual game of the year for us. It's high. It's up there. It's high for sure. Yeah, I I don't know if it's got the staying power to be Power Wash Simulator. I'm just gonna tell you that right now, because I mean, mm. <laughs> you're, you're yeah. both talking my language right now. Yeah, dude. Well, Z- when I originally opened the Google Doc, I saw Power Wash Simulator wasn't even on Zach's list, and I had to. Ask. <laughs> my man, my man. <laughs> uh, that game is so calming. Like, I mean, it it, it was, I mean, it was the first game I thought about when I put it on my list. Um, I would say that that game, so good. It's just, it's, it's like coloring for men, uh, menly men, uh, it's it's basically what it is, right? Dad coloring. Yeah. If they ever make a physical release, that needs to be on the back of the box. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the reason I didn't have it though, is because technically it's still early access. It's like they're just about to release, you know, 0.06 or 0.6 version or whatever. Um, if it had been in a 1.0, it probably is like, yeah, up to number one with a bullet. But being early access is the reason I didn't include it. But cause I don't, I'm not sure how we all feel about early access games making game of the year. But well, uh, I want to say that you we've had other early access games on the list before, um, <laughs> but they've never been as you know they've never been in the running for a high seating in our game of the year talk okay yeah they but you know i'm fine with it Uh, yeah i'm fine with power like i'm fine with it like there's i feel like enough game there that it's justifiable to have it on a game of the year list I mean, if you're putting more than 10 hours of your life into the thing, like it's it's bona, it's bonafide. If you could play it and it's out there for the masses, even if it's early access, I think you get to put it on a game of the year list. OK, now I'm seeing games on here that maybe maybe I'm going to have an issue with. Uh, and, and I just have to bring up one. Justin, can we talk why Mario Golf is on this list? Because <laughs> that is on my most disappointing list. Like, so, look, I get it. I know you guys hated Mario Golf. Well, I didn't I hate did. it. I hated well, the second level. Yes, I know. But neither of you actually beat the story mode for Mario Golf, whereas I did. And I, like, have gone back multiple times to just play through courses and do this, like, solo mode, whatever, to play the game. So, and I know Robbie has two or whatever. And it's like, I get it. I'm not saying it's high up. Like, if it does end up on my game of the year list, it, it will not break top five. Like, it will be very much towards the bottom. But I did enjoy speed golf enough, and I felt that it was different. The speed golf aspect was different enough mm-hmm. to justify, like, 
being like i guess new and fresh even though i i get the gripes of the actual story mode and the running around an overworld that you don't really need to have there and all the different little negative ticks on it but i enjoyed the game all right and then the other one i wanted to talk about which I believe Shannon talked about literally one week and we never heard about again <laughs> was Monster Hunter Stories 2. What are you talking about, dude? I talked about that game for a hell long. Did I you? Put in, I put Did in you? so many hours into that thing. I got to go take a look on my Switch and see how many hours I put into it. But I guarantee you it's over, like, it's got to be in the 20 to 30 hour mark right now. And I'm not even, I'm not done with it yet. And And the thing is, is I'm not saying good bad or indifferent i just don't remember you talking about it so it's one of those things like if it's been working its way on the on the sly like i want to hear about it because maybe it's awesome like i mean else? it's like i i mean there's not much to say because it they didn't really improve much on the on monster hunter stories the original um the battle mechanics are the same the monsters with the exception of maybe like two or three are the same uh the story is different because the Ratha that you uh, that becomes your pet is actually supposed to bring upon like Ragnarok for your world. So everybody's trying to kill it and you have to convince everybody that it's not going to do that. Um, but every chance it gets when it like mutates, it basically just destroys shit. So, mm. um, you know, I'm working my way through the story. There are some twists. There are some, you know, and frenemies, if you will. Um, and it, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I, it's one of those games where you got to go around, you got to collect the eggs, you got to go to the nests, you got to go to the dungeons. Of course, you know, I'm at the high level now where I don't want to go to just a regular dungeon to get something. I want to wait until I see one of the blinged out like gold dungeons so that I could go in there and get a rare uh, monster. So it's becoming a little bit more of a grind at the later part of the game. But, you know, it's, it's fun. I'm having a I had a lot of fun with it. And I'm st I still am. I still go back to it when I'm not playing um you know some of the other games i'm playing on the pc right now okay because because for me like on my list i would say subnautica below zero is like that mm -hmm. like i've i haven't talked about it that much because it's very similar to subnautica in so many ways but god damn i've put like probably 60 hours into that game now like it That's is damn it's it's fantastic like it's really really good and the thing that is different between it and the original is the story hooks in this one are so much better. Like they really pull you through and they give you a good breadcrumb trail to follow while you're doing like the 40 million other things that game lets you do in the process. You, you, it's not, it's, it's easy to always have like the, Oh, what am I doing? Oh yeah. I need to go there and knock this out. And you can just knock a couple story missions out while you're in the middle of like, building this big ass base or like, Oh, I want to make a garden or, Oh, I want to do this. Or let me try to raise all these eggs I've been finding or whatever. But then every once in a while, something will hit you in the face. Like, Oh, right, right. I'm looking for my sister. Shit. Okay. Yeah. I gotta <laughs> get back on that. And uh, yeah. So I, I think cause that's, that's why I was curious about monster hunter two or stories too, uh, was if it's taken up that much, that big of a chunk of your time is it kind of like your subnautica in that way where it's like yeah i'm not talking about it because it's very similar but it's awesome and i'm putting a ton of time into it yeah i mean like for like two months that's basically all i played on my switch there was yeah. like i was thinking about it when i wasn't playing it you mm -hmm. know it was my go-to game that i wanted to play and if 
you know, it is fun, but I, like I'm just saying, I hit that spot where it was just like, okay, this is, I can either finish the story or I can complete, you know, the things that I want to complete. Uh, and I, you know, me being the completionist, like I want to go around and see if there's anything that I missed, um, because there are some monsters that you have to, if you want them, you have to, you know, complete like a certain arc, like Mm -hmm. side quest arc, uh, because the egg is hidden somewhere and that's the only shot you get to get it. So I do want to get those. So I'm, you know, kind of, you know, taking a break from the main story to go finish those off. Um, but my characters are so strong that they just basically it be, it almost becomes annoying to get into a fight because you're just like, I just want to go over there and like just knock this mission out real quick. I don't want to fight you because I'll just decimate you. Um, so it, it, it does kind of drag a little bit if you if you get high level, but it's fun. Like okay. it, it is if it, it is the monster hunter I like playing and I want to play, not the other one. I was like on on the flip side of that coin. I also noticed uh, Bravely Default Two came out this year, and I noticed it's not on Shannon's list. Yeah, I I think that's going to make the uh, most disappointing list when we get there at the end of the year. But mm-hmm. I remember I remember Shannon, uh, you know, crying some thug tears for for that release. Yeah, yeah, Monster Hunter is going to be on there too. Even though I mean, like a lot of people like it, but like that, I just I can't. No, I just good and I just. It was a waste of money for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I'll pick up stories if it drops on like a holiday sale or something because it does sound a lot more interesting than the standard Monster Hunter to, to me anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot more chill, a lot more easy, a lot less mechanics. Um, you know, th- there's basically a quick attack, a power attack, and um, I forget what the there's like a red, a green, and a blue, and basically mm-hmm. like. Green beats blue, blue re- beats red, red beats green, and basically you just have to know what monster you're fighting, or even just look at it and be like, okay, this looks like a fast type, and then basically choose the more technical type um, that will outrank the in the hierarchy, and it makes your fighting a lot easier. Um, you know, there's also weapon attacks that will make your attack a lot more uh, potent when you attack your enemies, but I mean, you'll have fun with it. I think you'll like it. It's right in your wheelhouse. Um, so the last one that isn't, that is a, the one-off that we should talk about is Justin has record of Lotus war on, <laughs> on his mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, uh, Justin, what, what, what you got to say about that one as, as far as a game of the year list contender. Yeah. Um, it's another one where it's like, I don't think it would, I can't imagine it breaking into the top five, mm-hmm. but it was one that I really enjoyed. And, you know, I, beat it over the course of a couple days and you know it was shorter but in terms of like a metroidvania and stuff it was a lot of fun and stuff and like the kind of ikaruga mechanics of like the switching between like red and like blue like it did Mm -hmm. a lot of interesting things and like the art was really pretty and you know i had a great time with it and i know like you know it's kind of it's not gonna be like for everyone it's not like the best metroidvania i've ever played and stuff but it's definitely like a fun like little metroidvania you know that you can just play through okay like the boss fights were fun now i'll tell you i'm surprised that i didn't see ratchet and clank on your list zach um yeah that was probably more of an oversight than anything because i did love the hell out of that game i've played the hell out of that game uh Mm -hmm. that was i think that was just me 
not considering my PS5 because I haven't played it because <laughs> so, I haven't played it since Ratchet and Clank. Um, more than anything, uh, Pokemon Snap doesn't make yours, Shannon. Pokemon Snap is fantastic. I you know I, I'm I'm at a I still haven't gone to like check out the game facts to see like what I'm missing to progress in in the mm. levels. So it's that's the only thing that's really detracting me is that there's not a clear list of things that you have to do to move on, right? Well, hang out at my house for like five <laughs> minutes and yeah. my son will uh, give you the complete lowdown on what's going on. Hang out after the podcast for fifteen, yeah. and he'll <laughs> rattle it off to you. Yeah, I hope you got a pen and paper and are taking notes. Um, hey guys, do I get to count Hades again since it came to Game Pass? It is like an Xbox and PlayStation Five game now. Because, mm. uh, damn, I love Hades. Uh, yeah, it's good. Nah, that's a joke. Uh, Justin, the the one I was shocked I didn't see on yours in all serious though was uh, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Ooh. See, so I wasn't sure if. I, I I am more than willing to put it on there. And See, I, I, I think I think it stands because it's the first time they're charging for it. Okay. And it is new content and new music and stuff like that. So I think I think it stands as a newer product. Because yeah, if everyone Shannon, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if it wasn't for the re-release on the Switch, I wouldn't have played it. So... That's a great point. That's a great point. I'm going with it. It stands. All right. Because, yeah, I was going to say, I would have put it on. I, again, fell into the same kind of thing that it's like, you know, it's mm-hmm. technically like a re-release in a way, even though it has new content and stuff. The core game is still pretty much the exact same sure. as the previous version. So I didn't want to, you know, pull a, uh, as like Robbie would say, pull a like Will of Wisps, you know, <laughs> putting it on there like it always it there. always comes back to ori <laughs> um so any anything you see coming down the pipe that you think could crack your list like i i have a feeling just from everything i've read that death loop might make my list when we're when it's all said and done death loop sounds like that that action for me um anything else talking to you guys that we're we're looking at I'll tell you right now, I want to see what you, how you play Deathloop or how you feel it plays. Cause of course I'm going to, you'll know if it fits my style. Cause sure. I do, I am yeah. interested in it. I just don't know if I have the skills to pay the bills to, to play that game. Okay. Um, I, I will tell you, I am very interested in Kenna. Um, the one that comes out next week. Me too. Uh, I'm like, so, they, they've yeah. got out in front of it and said, it's going to be a shorter game. Uh, which I'm okay with as long as the story's rad, you know, like, or, or the gameplay is really solid. Like I'm fine with a shorter game. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm also really excited to see what that is. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the only one that I really see being on something that I'm going to play before the end of the year. I, I'm, there may be one other game in there that I've seen and I'm, it, it, the title is just kind of. Metro not... Dread? Metro Dread? You're looking into Metroid? I I'm gonna wait on that one. I think I I want to play it, but I don't think I'm gonna get it right away. That's probably gonna be one of those. Uh, I'm scared it's gonna suck, so I'm gonna wait for the reviews type thing. Cause mm. I want I want that game to be really good. I just I'm scared. I want to know how obtrusive those robots are gonna be, like the ones that you can't kill, like uh, the ones yeah. that chase you around. I want to know how much of the game is that. 
I was like, well, you know, I'm going to get it day one. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you know what I think about it when once it comes out. What about Far Cry 6? Because I love a good Far Cry game, and like 5 just missed the mark so much that I think it left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. But like 4 ruled? And 3 ruled? So it's like, can we just get back to good Far Cry? And like, I think that would be okay. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of looking forward to Far Cry 6. I haven't played a Far Cry game since uh, before Primal. Okay, so that would be so that would four? probably be through four. I, I, yeah. yeah, four, four. I yeah. think was the last one I played. So, uh, I mean, I I be I go back into the franchise. Uh, I I never had a problem with the games. I think it was just there were other titles that came out that grabbed my attention more at the time. And, and and for a while there, there was so much Far Cry. Like, there mm-hmm. was so much of it. Well, there were also things that were similar to it that were out. I think, mm-hmm. you know, there was, like, Ghost Recon and, like, all those other types of games that were kind of saturating that market. So I was kind of out on that. You know, I'd, I don't really think I bought a, a Ghost Recon game until they were, like, $4 on an Ubisoft sale or something, but... You and know. I mean, and I mean, hey, if you're not murdering a herd of endangered rhinoceros to make a wallet, like, what are you <laughs> doing with your life? I don't know. Um, so, but but coming down the pipe, I mean, I think Forza Horizon Five is probably going to make the list. Like mm-hmm. that game, that game looks just fucking incredible. Well, well like, it'll make it'll make our list. It's not going to make Robbie's yeah. list. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> yeah. Well, that there's that. Um, and the one that prop has a good chance of making mine, but none of your guys's is Jurassic World Evolution Two. Because <laughs> I'm, right. I'm in, I'm in deep for that. I'm, I'm just, I know, I'm in deep. Um, the chibiness of uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl has me a little scared. For you Pokemon, know, that's what drew me in. Um, really, I, the chibi? When, yeah. Yeah, when I started seeing the art style, I was like, okay, you know what? They've revamped this just enough to where I want to try it. Because it reminds me of, like, the Eevee and Pikachu one. And, uh, yeah, I like that game. I beat that game. I think that was probably one of the first Pokemon games I actually beat. You know, I'd always get to the end and then I'd never beat them. But, like, I think that was the first one I completed. So, I'd I'd be on board if the style's the same. I've come around. Justin, do you have thoughts on the Pokemon re-releases? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. Like, that's one of the ones, like, Metroid and that, I think, are contenders for me to, like, potentially be... Because it's been so long since I've even played Diamond Press. Like, you know, you'll go back and play Blue or Gold and Silver or, like, whatever. But, you know, Diamond Pearl have never gotten that, uh, you know, remake treatment and stuff. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be, like, the first time since I was, like, 15 or whatever playing it so i'm excited for it and like i'm excited for the, my backlog too is like suit there's a bunch of indies that came out and stuff like chicory or whatever with like the yeah. little paint dog i want to play that um toby fox just released delta rune chapter two which is like he's the dude who made undertale and it's like the next part or whatever of that so i have that downloaded to play and stuff and i've heard it's all over my twitter and i'm trying not like to get spoilers for it because it's a very story driven game but and the first part came out like three years it came out like towards the beginning of the switch it came out like two or three years ago so yeah the uh you're right there is a ton of indies that i've kind of glossed over but 
It's been it, that's what 2021 has been a good year for. It's been a banner year for indie releases. Like, oh yeah, they they have a lot of the big boys got pushed back, and uh, the little guys have definitely made use of that runway for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what what comes down between now and the end of the year. I think we're in store for some good stuff. Again, the other one that's going to make my list, hopefully, that isn't going to make your guys's is Halo Infinite because <laughs> I love Halo, but. <laughs> Um, but let's hope that gets released because Shannon has me terrified. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, now that we've got we've covered our grounds there, we have a good idea of where we stand. The other games uh, that were on the list, that, but we've talked about them a lot recently. Dodgeball Academia. Uh, so I don't feel I don't feel like people need to hear more about that since we've talked about that game for like a month now. Um, and then uh, Resident Evil Village, I think, is the other game that will probably stand to crack lists. Uh, I kind of want Shannon to just watch a playthrough of village just so he can understand the like buck wildness they get into <laughs> in that game. Like that game gets buck wild, dude. Dude. So, and I was surprised on your list. You didn't have psychonauts too. Uh, I don't know this there yet. Like I haven't finished it. So it's really going to be for me. It, it's all leading up to sticking the landing on that. So, uh, it's, that's, that's the only reason it hasn't made mine is I haven't finished it yet, but All right. uh, it, it will be finished before, before I make a decision there. It's trending that way. It's getting there. I just haven't finished it yet. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think we're in a pretty good spot. Power wash simulator game of the year. Here we go. <laughs> um, and, uh, so let's talk about little games we have been playing in our weekly consultation. I feel like Shannon should make music or something for this. I don't know. I can't. We should uh we should check in with uh was it Ep Melanie was it Emil who made our who made our theme music Melanie Melanie thank you I kept wanting to say Emily and I knew I was wrong <laughs> um we should check in with her and see if she has a piece for our weekly consultation or something um but uh hey guys Skatebird got released on Game Pass and fired it up. I was excited to play it being someone that loves the Tony Hawks and, and whatnot and made my bird. He's baller. He's got a, he's blue Jay that's wearing a crown and he's got a gold chain with a gold SB hanging from his neck and some sunglasses fucking rocks it. Uh, we're in the opening area. We're doing the first couple missions and I'm having fun. It's good. You you can ollie twice because you're a bird, so you can fly a little bit when you ollie and, and whatnot. It's clever. Um, the mechanics are pretty much the same as a Tony Hawk game. Like, it's it's kind of Tony Hawk with a bird as far as controls go. But they need to fix that camera. <laughs> like, holy shit, you guys, they need to... It, it's... I'm not sure if it's broken or just bad. Like... So, you know, when you're playing, say, Tony Hawk or Skate or any of the skateboard games that are good that you like, you know, the camera kind of hovers maybe six feet behind the skater and like two feet above his head. So you can do things like see the road in front of you and know what's coming so you can plan a route. Oh, no, not Skatebird. Let's drop that camera down to the level of the skateboard. <laughs> and you can't see shit like what's coming. Oh, there's things in the air. Maybe. I don't know. I couldn't see it. 
big fucking blue jays in my way how would i know if it's there or not uh oh there's a ramp there i guess <laughs> where do i grind <laughs> who knows jump and hit triangle maybe you'll land on something who knows who could say uh yeah it it got beyond frustrating i couldn't finish the first area of it like i couldn't finish the tutorial mission the camera was so bad it became so frustrating my children who are the ages that this game is aiming for we're like <laughs> we're like nah bro like we need to play something else i can't watch you play this anymore um which is a total bummer because i really like everything about it except the camera like the worlds they build are fun the the skate park aesthetic of this like loser's bedroom that you start out in <laughs> is awesome like you're using ramps that are like pizza boxes and straws and you know shirt uh you know like uh sweater strings and stuff that are being tied up around chairs and stuff to to grind on and you're finding you know dirty dishes to grind on and all that type of stuff. like that all that's really fun but you can't see it and it seems like it's patchable it seems like this is something that could get fixed pretty easily if they just move the camera to a different location or let you control the camera gasp, you know, like clutch my pearls, maybe let me move the camera myself so I can see what the hell I'm doing. But uh, yeah, it was, it was incredibly frustrating you guys. And I can't recommend Skatebird until they fix the camera because <laughs> that shit is broken. <laughs> Justin, you play Skatebird. Did you have a similar experience? I did. So instead of going with the one, I just want to say I very much appreciate the fact that the hawk bird is tiny hawk in the game, which is yeah. so yeah. smart. Like that is marketing 101, like genius level right there. Um, I didn't choose it though. I chose the parakeet and I gave him a little crown and like some aviators. Nice. And yeah, he was stunting. Um, yeah, the controls are very similar to Tony Hawk. I say similar in concept, but yes, they it does not feel anywhere near as tight as Tony Hawk. And I struggled so hard. And like, there's the one part where it's like to get the jump, you have that meter that you have to like fill up by doing consecutive tricks without like falling. Mm -hmm. And that was a struggle for me because it's like I kept getting so close to getting the momentum I need, and then I'd eat shit, which I will admit. Eating shit in the game is fun because your bird goes like full stiff, like and just like falls yeah. on there. It's like, Bruh! and every time it was hilarious. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like, I'm just trying to get enough speed. There were times where that other part that I struggled with was talking to the other characters. There were times where it's like to initiate you. It's like you push right button or whatever to like initiate yeah. the dialogue to start the mission. That, but you have to stop moving. And there was one point where I flew past the person, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, I need to stop in. And I hit the button to start the mission, but because I was, like, going so fast, it skipped the entire cutscene of dialogue with them. And it was just like, you're doing the mission now, but, like, I missed that entire, like, thing. And I'm just like, all right, I guess we're just doing this. And, like, yeah, there was just so much, like... Like Zach said, with the camera, I had multiple instances where the camera, yeah, after you fall, gets stuck at, like, skateboard level, and there's literally no way to fix it, and the only way I figured out how to fix it was to literally 
fall off the skateboard again and then like i could move the camera back but i was just like dude i did maybe four missions and i was like all right man I i've played enough to get the gist of skateboard i don't feel like i need to play anymore after this and i was very glad it was on game pass like that's another yes. one where i'm like yes yeah like you know it works as a game pass game like if, had i paid like 19.99 for it i probably would be kind of pissed off but yeah i probably would have felt the need to at least finish the first area which would have made me hate the game rather than be indifferent to it so uh, what what that's all I've been playing. What else you've been playing, Justin? Um, so besides Skatebird, uh, based off Shannon's recommendation of talking about it, um, and it's also on Game Pass. I played Dodgeball Academia, which I'm not gonna go too hardcore into since I know Shannon's talked about it before and stuff. But I really enjoy it. The art style is super cute. I like that the uh, other people at the school. It has, like, a very Scott Pilgrim kind of, like, character design with, like, the big head, like, little arms, like, big hands and stuff. Um, a lot of the dialogue and stuff is really fun. And it reminds me, to me, it's basically Paper Mario. It's Paper Mario with Dodgeball, um, yes. which I really enjoy. You know, it has, like, those kind of RPG-ish kind of elements with kind of, like, the badge system and, like, items and stuff and it's fun and like the actual part is a lot of there was one point where it's like i hit someone with my special so hard that it launched them from their side of the dodgeball field to my side of the field and they're trying to run back to their side and i had all the balls on my side though and i'm like yeah that's cute and i was just like bombarding them bombarding them bombarding them and just murdered them while they were still on my side of the field which it's happened twice, but it's, like, really hard to do. But um, it's a lot of fun. Like, my only real gripes with the game is, one, I feel like the school area is bigger than it needs to be. Like, there's times where it's, like, I'm, like, running around, and I'm, like, there's no fast travel. It's kind of, like, the same thing, like, your complaints with Mario Golf with the overworld. I'm, like, do I really need to, like, have to run, like, from here? Like, there's so many missions where it's, like, Go talk to this person. They're in the forest. And I'm like, fuck, all right. So I run all the way to the forest to talk to them. They do their dialogue bit. And it's like, okay, now you can go report back to the principal all the way back to the school where I just fucking came from. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't fast travel. You can and roll. It, you can roll, yes. But so my issue is with the forest area, there's multiple exits out of the forest, but they're blocked by giant logs. And I'm assuming at some point those are going to get unblocked. But in the mean, well, I would assume, I don't know, but I'm like, in the meantime, I'm like, it's annoying because there's basically one way out of the forest, even though they're making it seem like there's four. And I get lost every time. And rolling's nice. And it's nice that when you collide with something, when rolling and stuff, that it, it doesn't really like slow you down. You just kind of like, boom, all right. And then you keep going and you can just re roll again. But at the same time, I'm just like, why can't I just fast travel back to the school? Like, why can't I fast travel to the Pokemon like healing center and stuff? Like I wish I could just at least key points in the level. And the other issue is the map doesn't tell you shit. The map's an image, but it doesn't, nothing is like you hover over the buildings. It doesn't say, Hey, this is the school or Hey, this is the dormitories where you need to go. Like, it's just a picture. And there was like, 
so many times where it's like you're in the dormitory like at the very beginning, but then you don't go back until after your first match in the tournament. And it's like I completely forgot where the fucking dormitory was. I was there one time for like two minutes. <laughs> and so I'm like, where is it? And I'm looking at the map. And I'm, like, hovering over everything, and it's not telling me anything. And I'm, like, any of these, like, ten buildings could be the dormitory. And I'm, like, I don't know which one it is. So I was, like, this map's useless at this point. So then I'm just running around. I finally found it. But I was just, like, dude, like, I wish that. So, and those are just little complaints. Like, that's why I think it's still going to be on my game of the year. It's still super fun. Definitely, since it's on Game Pass, it's definitely worth checking out. But yeah, there's just little like quality of life tweaks and stuff that I think they could do an update or fix to like make going like through the overworld and stuff an easier, like less daunting process. But yeah, um, I feel like if if you finished um, like I think the reason why they don't want you to fast travel is because they, they want to have those quick time events or not quick time, but they want to have those um, battles. The, where you're, the when you're battle, yeah. Yeah, because um, right, so, right now in the game where I'm at is I just finished my second match in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think once they when, once you finish those battles, I think you should be able to, like, you know, fast track a little bit more freely, like jump from building to building, um, which is good. I do like the fact that on the quests, um, when you do have a quest, it tells you on the bottom in, like, a really small text bubble, like, where you have to go and what you have to do. Yeah, so that it t- it takes out a lot of the guesswork, which is nice. But yeah, I think even um like because I think I'm on day five or day six. Um, there's uh like once you go through the rotation of teachers, they don't give you like that little check mark box to let you know which classroom you have to go into anymore. So like you have to know what teacher is in what room. That's kind of frustrating too, because like when it's you know because the te- every day like you have a different teacher, so that's a little annoying. But uh, other than that, I'm still enjoying uh, playing that game. Uh, you know, I think I have Balloony and Mia and uh, Otto are my three guys that I use like without fail. Yeah, I used Otto. Uh, well, because I unlocked the other hall monitor chick, the mm-hmm. ponytail one, and. Mm-hmm. She gets the crap beat out of her so quick. So I switched back to Balloony because he's like a tank in comparison to her. Mm-hmm. And it's like I have the Band-Aid item on him and then the good Band-Aid item on me. And that's so nice being able to just like, yeah, I went to half health. But then after the match, it's like I'm at full health again pretty much. So it's like, oh, dude, that's so nice. So I don't have to like keep running back to the nurse or whatever to get healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's a good game. And that's why I do you- like it. Yeah, that's what threw me off at first, though, too, was, like, I didn't know what to do with the items, because I'm like, dude, well, Balloony just heals you after every single match, like, why do you need the items? And then when you went to, like, the Poka Center, and they're like, oh, well, now that we found this place, I'm not going to heal you anymore. And I was kind of like, <laughs> all right, I guess. Like, it's weird to introduce, like, introduce, the, like, all right, well, after every match, you're just going to get healed, and then them just take that away from you and be like, oh, those, like, 30 items you've collected so far, now you have to use those. To heal yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was kind of like, that's kind of weird. Uh, I was, I would rather them not heal me then, like, the entire time if they were going to do that and just force me to use the items and just give me, like, a bunch of, like, items or whatever at the start then to heal me, but... Yeah. He's good when you have those quests that have, like, four battles in a row and you can't heal yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Here. 
Yeah, there's been times where it's like you get through like three of them and then I end up like dying on the fourth one. Like, and the person has like five health left. I'm like, dude, come on, man. And they have to restart from the beginning. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, you hear that? Do you hear that? It's it's the crane that's going to lift you out of this dodgeball academia deep dive bullshit that you guys are in. <laughs> so, so beep, beep, beep. Justin, let's talk about Super Liminal. Like, yes. Hey, let's talk about that yes. game. All right. Yeah, so Dodgeball Academia. Before Good times. Zach's like, I'm fired, sick of, the, I'm sick of this weed like, shit. <laughs> like, fucking like, yeah, no, talk, tell me your deep strategies about like band-aids. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, can we talk about something else? <laughs> That's why you um, play it now, dude. Because like you're gonna you're gonna play it like next week or, or the week after, and then you're gonna be like, okay, I need to talk about Dodgeball Academia, and we're gonna be like, fuck. <laughs> I'll just I'll just, my, I'll just let my daughter sit here and tell me when you guys are done. <laughs> Zach's like, I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee. I'll be yeah. back in ten. Yeah. Um, but yes, the other game I played this week was Super Liminal, which I actually played back in Indiecade, like years ago like before the game came out i played like a rough demo of it and i thought it was like super smart and like genius that i'm like i do not understand how they managed to make this game actually work how it does and i've wanted to play it since it actually came out and the fact that it's on game pass now i was like dude yes so i finally got a chance to play it and it's an incredibly clever game it's very similar to portal in a lot of ways with like you're in a room and it's basically you're trying to work your way through different rooms. And the whole premise is you're in like a sleep sort of program and you use perspective in order to adjust objects. And so there's like a chess piece and it's super huge. It's blocking the hallway. How are you going to get past it? Well, if you're at the end of the hall, really far away from it, you can grab it and pick it up. And then now when you drop it, it's like tiny because of where you were. But if, if you take that small chess piece and put it really high up in the air to drop it, now it's like growing as it's like falling down. And now it's like huge again. It's like boom and like hits the ground. So how they managed to make that work is some like programming, like wizardry shit that it's like, dude, I do not think I could ever figure out how they got to consistently work as well as it does. Um but there's a lot of puzzles that are, like, really smart, and they use that, like, aspect and stuff of, like, adjusting stuff. Like, there's one where it's like, okay, you're trapped in the room, and they're in between rooms, you can't take items from another room into the room with you. It stops the item from going through the door, so you only have the room to work with. And there's this one block, and that's the only item you can do, and it's like, okay, well, it, the button to – it needs to be on this button to open the door in this other room – but I can't take it through the door with me. So I don't know how to get it over. Well, what you have to do is lift it so high up in the air that when it comes down, it's massive. And it's like balanced on the wall where it's basically between the two rooms. So then that way you can go through the door and then grab it from like on top of the room to then make it small again to put it on the block in the other room. And that took me like 20 minutes to like figure because I'm like sitting there like doing it. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm like, there's only this one thing. And it's like, I'm sitting there making it big and small. and like trying to like throw it and like and push it through the window or something like a fucking idiot. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. And then when I finally like lifted it up and then saw it like slightly balanced on the wall, I was like, Oh, I'm like that. That's the ticket right there. And it's one of those like big brain moments where you feel really good when you figure it out. You're like, Oh dude, I'm such a fucking genius. <laughs> 
you know what game you'd like if you like that is Maquette. You should try Maquette. Yeah, isn't that the one on PS5? Yeah, yeah, it was PS5. Yeah, I have it downloaded, I just haven't played it yet. It, and I it, remember you talking about it, and as soon as you brought it up, I, like, instantly, like, went on the PlayStation Store and was like, yep, like, add the library, download it, but I haven't actually played it. Yeah, it, it, it has a very similar uh, aspect ratio, like, perspective puzzle mechanic. Mm-hmm. Very, that sounds very similar. I'm sure it's different, but but it's kind of at, at its core very similar and uh i think if you like this you probably really like that so give it a shot uh shannon you playing uh what what, what are you playing it's like i played dodgeball academia yeah. <laughs> so let me talk to you about this game called dodgeball academia uh no um I wanted to talk about last week about Death's Door because um, ever since Justin talked about it on the show and said that he wanted to play it, I've been intrigued by it. So I pulled the trigger on it, and that game is Hades, uh, but not as colorful and not as challenging. So I, I'm listening. I'm yeah, listening. So you basically are a crow. Um, you are charged with uh, going into the world and taking souls back to the um the you know afterlife mm-hmm. um you go you um you are charged with going to get this one monster's soul you go and get it um as you pick it up another bigger beefier like you know crow comes out and like bonks you over the head and takes your soul stone um that you had and goes back to this door that you know he is trying to open you find him and he's like oh yeah sorry um I know that was kind of your charge, and now that you can't take that soul and bring him back to, you know, collect your, um, you know, to put the soul in the afterlife, that you're kind of screwed. Um, but the only way for you to get out of this predicament is to help me, because I've already used your soul to open this door. You have to go get other souls to help me open this door so that I can find out what's on the other side, because I don't think the head crows are telling us the full story. So that's basically how you start out. Um, you have a front desk uh, where you can basically trade in these shards to power up your agility, uh, defense, attack, uh, stamina, um, you know, all the things that are going to make you an elite uh, killer. So um, you go through uh, these doors, which bring you into these levels, um, and each one has like multiple layers to it. The first one, you go into this old witch's house, and um, there's four spirits in there that you have to collect that are from your brethren, um, which allow you to go uh, then attack her. Um, they are all, you know, Haiti style, like fighting, you know, you're, you're dodging, you're attacking, you're counting the, the pattern and then, you know, finding your attacks. If you die, it is probably your fault. I haven't run into a situation yet where I've died where I felt like the game's been cheap. Um, it's definitely fast paced. You do have to think about how you want to level up your character as far as like the strategies that are, uh, that you're, you're using to attack your, uh, the level that you're on. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. It, it feels very familiar, but at the same time, just different enough to keep it interesting. Um, especially when you die, because when you die, you don't lose all your stuff. You don't start over. Your character basically stays the same, but you basically walk back into the afterlife and you walk through the door that you want to go to and uh, keep battling. Uh, Justin, you'll like the fact that um, when you do get to certain areas, there's like door, like you can see door frames. If you walk up to it and you walk through the door, it basically drops you out off at a different spot in the the office that you start out in. 
So basically you could quick travel to like all the places that you've been to, like, especially like all the big like boss areas or, you know, the end of each stage, you just walk through a door and bam, you're like right there, like ready to do the last couple things that you need to do in that area. So they've really thought about not wasting your time with this, but, you know, making it challenging enough to where you want to, when you die, which you will die a lot, you just want to keep coming back and, and figuring it all out and, and finding the correct strategy. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. So I think both of you, uh, it'll be up your, it'll be up your alleys. Who's got a, got a chance to make your game of the year potentially. Awesome. Yeah. I didn't put it, I didn't put it on my list. Uh, I just thought about it, you know, right now, because I've been playing uh, my, the next game I'm going to talk about. But this one, and Tales Arise and um, and Death's Door, been just just cycling through all three. And then when I'm waiting for uploads on Steam, I'm playing Power Watch Simulator. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the next game I picked up uh, was on sale this week. It was like 10% off. Um, it's called Metallic Child, and that is a kind of like similar to um Hades but not as challenging you know kind of three quarter view um kind of like chibi-esque robot little girl runs around with big bionic arms and swords and basically destroys things um the combat is a little different in the fact that you can hold on to things and like punch them in the face and like send them flying towards other enemies to get combo kills um there's jumping and dashing and power-ups um it was 22 bucks on steam and uh, that's a pretty good one, too. It's a lot more vibrant, uh, a lot more colorful. There is a ton of dialogue in that game, though, so I just skipped through all of that. Um, <laughs> but Oh, yeah, I'm watching the trailer now. It is it is a really cool art style. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, both of you. I think both of you will like those games. I put a lot of time into all of those. Um, the only uh, thing I have to report about Tales Arise is I've been playing that game for a while now, and they're, they say through the tutorial that there is a way to switch between the characters, but I'm using the Switch, or I'm using the Xbox Elite, like, Series 1 controller mm-hmm. uh, with my, you know, that I'm playing on Steam, and for some reason, it doesn't matter what I map the Switch button to, it doesn't work. It, it won't let me switch out the characters, so um, I've been trying to figure out if it's the controller, maybe it doesn't like you know, having the extra paddles on the back for the Elite controller. Um, but, yeah, it, it's kind of a bummer that I can't switch on the fly between the characters that I want to use. I have to, like, basically wait until the battle's over and then choose the one specific character that I want and then go into the battle with that one person and then have everybody else, like, lined up as support characters. But um, I'm hoping if it is an issue that they know about that they can fix it. And if not, I'll just use a different controller and see if that fixes it. I know a lot of people that play on the PlayStation haven't had that issue, but um, it's just. I I have had that issue with that controller on other games. Like I remember, uh, what was it? Plague Tale. Mm -hmm. For some reason, when I used that controller, um, it wouldn't do the lock on for when Mm. you needed to like lock onto things to throw or like aim or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, like when you push the button, it just wouldn't engage. But mm-hmm. as soon as I hooked up a second, uh, my other controller, my shock blue one, uh, it worked perfect every time. So mm-hmm. I don't, I, it might just be some weird thing with the elite. I would, I would recommend trying a different controller because I've had that issue on other stuff, but. Do the, uh, do the PlayStation five controllers work with steam? If you, have Bluetooth? Uh, you know, I don't know. I've never tried. I'm not sure. Mm. Okay. So. All right. Well, that's the only other controller I have, so I'm going to give it a try. Um, okay. But yeah, 
uh, that's all I've been playing this week. Cool. Well, uh, Shannon, are you caught up on some what if? I am. Ah. And Ted Lasso. All right. Uh, So we are going to move into our spoiler section. Thank you for hanging in there. If uh, you were ready to talk some Ted Lasso and what if we are moving forward with that. If not, thank you for joining us and we'll catch you next week. Um, Hey, hey, Shannon. Mm -hmm. That was a total clusterfuck of a Ted Lasso episode, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, it was weird because there's so much that happened in the previous episode. I wanted to see where that was all going to go. And they just yeah. kind of made this hard left into like, we don't know what we're doing either. So here's this filler episode for you. Yeah. And, and me being a coach beard Stan, it was not the coach beard centered episode I wanted. It mm-hmm. was like this weird magical realism, crazy journey into bullshit that like I kept half expecting him to just wake up and be on the train from the beginning at mm-hmm. some point, uh, they, there was like this weird metaphor with the losing keys that was mm-hmm. happening. Like he lost his keys like four times during that course of the episode. And they everyone was like, oh, hey, here's your keys. And I kept waiting for that to pay off, except the key broke off from the lock. And then it's like you could have done that without him losing the keys at all by that point <laughs> in the story. Like your night had gone to shit in such a way like him continuously losing his keys meant nothing. It was like this weird red herring that they worked into the episode for and like it kind of drove me crazy. Like I want someone smarter than it was I I looked to see if Zach Braff directed it because <laughs> it, it had like the stink of of Zach Braff all over it. Yeah, I kind of wondered also, um, I don't know if you noticed, but like the blue moon was like everywhere in the background yeah. when he was outside. It was like all over the place. And I had to look that up and uh, apparently the blue moon is uh, like a like a spiritual sign of change and deep uh, like some type of deep understanding of something that you're going through like a you know a turmoil in your life you're like you're gonna come to a real revelation about it and you know the only thing that was really revealed is that he said he loved he said I love you to his girlfriend and his girlfriend didn't say it back so he was just basically in this funk because of it um. But, I mean, it was kind of funny because it kind of went from the coach beard that you know, the confident bravado, like getting into that nightclub that nobody else could get into, like with mm-hmm. the the guys from the pub. And it kind of just spiraled into this kind of like loose fitting, uh, you know, just one string after another of shenanigans that really didn't make sense, that didn't tie in, that don't have any meaning like he runs into jamie's dad and they get into a fight and you're just like okay what's this about like (laughs) you know uh so yeah it was it was kind of a letdown especially now that there's only one episode left like you got a lot to fix in one episode and it's it's been a weird season i've still really enjoyed it i really like it i'm i'm it's it's a high watermark for tv but that was just a really weird episode I would say it's the weakest episode of the series of the of the season, maybe of the series. Yeah. Uh, but it just yeah, first, I first thought it was going to be the Christmas one, but the Christmas one looks like it makes a ton more sense as far as the overall <laughs> story now versus this. I was going to say, other than it being released in August, uh, I am fine with the you know the Christmas episode. Um, I don't. 
I'm kind of bummed because it seemed like the first uh, episode was basically a whole season. Um, so I was kind of hoping that the second or, you know, the first what was the first season was the whole season was the whole first season of their of his uh, tenure at this soccer thing. I was hoping that the second season was going to be another full, complete season of their soccer uh, shenanigans. And it just seems like they're going to cut it off in the middle and then we're going to have to wait a year before season three picks up with the second half of their season. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a bummer. It is. It is. <sighs> but, you know, now that it's like the most popular show on the Internet, I'm, you know, you're getting at least a few more seasons. So hopefully well, they, better, uh... they better turn it around. I, I feel like they, they went too big on this season. Like they're trying to accomplish too much. Um, yeah. So that I, I think they need to scale it back a little bit and make it more about the team you know, on the field and then in the locker room instead of all the stuff off the field. Well, and I think one of the th traps they fell into in the second season was the second season was pretty much about every character except Ted. And like Ted is still the most compelling character of the entire show. So great, great. I know more about Roy Kent and I know more about the owner and I know more about the guys in the fucking pub. But, like, can I get to the point where, like, Ted is back to center stage, please? Please? Because that's really compelling. And I and he's going through a bunch of stuff, and I kind of want to know more about it. So, yeah. That's I, that's where I think the second season kind of fell apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, there's a lot of hate for it on the internet right now. Like, a lot of people think that it is not a good season. But I think you have to kind of take a step back and enjoy it for what it is. I know it's different from the first season, uh, but it's still good. It still has yeah. a lot of redeeming qualities to it. Oh, I, I, our, our picking nits aside, it's fantastic. It's, mm -hmm. it's excellent. And if uh, you are on the fence to whether you should watch it or not, don't take any of our little critiques here as don't watch the show because it's still better than 90% of the shit you'll ever find. Um, even, even a subpar season. But, uh, hey, so you're still with us, so the depression didn't hit you too hard after watching those three <laughs> What If episodes, huh? So, uh, after watching the Stephen Strange one, I was like, there's no way in uh, Far From Home that that's the real Doctor Strange. But then I was like, well, this is a different universe, so Stephen Strange probably doesn't know anything about this particular iteration of himself doing this. But if he has access to the multiverse, I mean, there's pretty much a chance that he might have come across this uh, storyline and it might not be him. Uh, but then, you know, so I kind of go back and forth on that one. Like, you know, if, you know, this is out there, he might know the ramifications of changing one's past. Um, and that's not really him. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, I don't know what it is about these last three episodes, last, was it, four episodes. All they've done is kill marvel characters just yeah. murder <laughs> and i'm just like what is going on it's not what if everybody got murdered it's like just what <laughs> totally. things were different <laughs> so, uh, i think, I think yeah. that's the uh that's the line of the of the week right there it's not what if everyone got murdered because that <laughs> seems to be the show now and <laughs> hey remember episode two when no one got murdered and it was actually like you came away from it being like man what a great fun episode i really like that yeah, they never did that since. That was the last one. 
It's like, Jesus. It just gets progressively worse. I, I did like the Stephen Strange one. Um, that was really good, uh, you know, kind of showing no matter what you do, like, you know, there are hard points, you know, that, that being a hard point was, you know, a, a good, uh, it was a strong episode. Uh, the zombies one, I was really kind of let down by. Um, yeah, me too. You know, that was kind of the one I was hoping was going to be the strongest of the bunch. And while there were some pretty cool points um, to it, I, you know, it, it, it just kind of fell short. But I, I have yeah. issues with the zombies being able to use their powers. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was really more my issue than anything. Also, Hulk will be fine. Like you can't break his skin. So I didn't really get that either, but yeah, my, my other biggest complaint was in the comics in Marvel zombies, like Spider-Man's one of the coolest ones. And yet they're the ones that like made him alive still. And I was like, dude, in the comics, he's like swinging around his web shooters. Like he doesn't have web shooters anymore. So he's like swinging around with like his veins and shit. And I'm like, oh, I was like, dude, instead of, I was a shitty human Peter Parker instead of zombie Peter Parker. <laughs> Good lord, that's that's bleak. But sure. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, like the the most recent one. Um, I mean, after a while, I was like, okay, how many cloak and dagger? How many times are you gonna play both sides? Like at some point, like somebody's gonna be like, no, you know what? Like you're in the wrong, you're in the right place at the right time. So many different times in this, and everybody's gotta know what's going on here. Like the U.S. and Wakanda at war with each other. Like tensions are high. You're not just going to let some dude who was with the U.S. military walk right into Wakanda, regardless of whether he lived there or not, after he's just, you know, been shooting up a whole bunch of other people over here and over there and stealing robots from over here and bringing them over here. Like, it just it makes no sense. Like, after a while, I, I had a hard time following the narrative. I mean, I had a hard time believing that Tony Stark gets murked by this guy in his own home. Yeah. Like, I'm like, the dude who built a suit out of, like, Volkswagen pieces and shit in, like, the middle of fucking nowhere gets stabbed by a spear, yet he built some anime mech and is just sitting there drinking whiskey while the dude's unloading a full clip on the robot when he could have just shot Tony. And I'm like... Like, and he didn't tell anybody, like, this thing probably has, like, 90 cameras, like, throughout the entire, like, Stark building, and it's like, and yet nobody knew? <laughs> well, that's what they said, they threw it, they, they have this, like, little throwaway line in there that, like, Jarvis got wiped out. Like, the dude from MIT, you know, with his thesis on robotics, actually was able to get around a super intelligent AI that Tony Stark left running his business. That even, like, Ultron couldn't kill, and it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, it's they're they're definitely taking some liberties. It's I I hate to say it, but the show's kind of bumming me out, dude. It's just I keep waiting for it to get good and better, and it's just kind of is what it is at this point. And what it is, I don't really like. So so my know. only saving grace for it is because like I agree, like the la- like so far for me, it peaked with the strange episode, and every week it's been a slow descent down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a rumor basically that that Doctor Strange is gonna come back. The bad Doctor Strange is gonna come back. Okay. And basically that all the alternate like Avengers, like 
Peggy as like Captain. Like they're basically going to build a ragtag Avengers to fight Doctor Strange. Is the rumor. Mm. And I'm like, all right, if it all kind of comes together like that, I can see it working. Like I, it'll help recover. Like the the kind of shitty down episodes that have been happening for me, but it's kind of banking on it sticking the landing, like however it's gonna end. But that's yeah. that's the weirdest thing, right? Because these are all supposed to be in different universes. Because I've watched the I've watched you know uh, what's his name Tony Stark die like four times in this right. series, right? And that's why I'm thinking like it has to be like the Watcher dude has to like get involved. That's his whole thing is he doesn't get involved. I feel like he has to like break and get involved, and that's how like the whatever these like what if the what if multiverse basically is gonna like combine on itself. I don't know. I, I, what's bad is this is the first Marvel thing in a long time that where I've gotten to the point of like I don't really care, you know? Like yeah, just just do whatever crazy multiverse shit you're gonna do and, and move on and let me I'll, I'll pay attention when you tell me the rules again because <laughs> you know like i'm kind of i'm kind of over it um i think i think you guys should also watch um only murders in the building i've heard that from a few people that is yeah. really good i think you should i think you guys would enjoy that a lot it's great all right it's, it's on the list to check out for sure um did you see the Hawkeye trailer? I did. Now, see, I can't. Okay, so here's my thing with that. And and tell me if I'm wrong here. I'm ready for just a dumb show. Like, give me, <laughs> give me just the dumb fucking Jeremy Renner training up the new girl. There's big explosions. You know, you got a little family stuff in there, but it isn't heavy. It isn't weighty. We're not explaining big concepts. We're not solving racism in America. We're not dealing with, you know, the horrors of grief and disassociation. It's just we're shooting arrows and I'm training up the new kid. Like, can I just get that show? Like, it's kind of funny, you know, like, can we do that? I'm ready seems, for one of those. It does seem like it's like one of those Die Hard with a Vengeance where it's just kind of like, or no, Live Free Die Hard. Was that the one where his son was like, Jai Courtney was supposed to be his son or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, I, I think it, it looks more like that. There's, you know, there's some weird like discovery. There's some slapstick comedy. There's, you know, explosions that were supposed to be bigger explosions and timing is all off on, you know, what was Haley Statenfield Stuffield? Is that her name? Like uh, actress's name? Know. Anyway, I always thought it was going to be his daughter that was going to take over and be the next mm -hmm. Hawkeye. Um, so well, I, I was kind of surprised. I think that's supposed to be for Ant Man. That's mm -hmm. supposed to be how that is. Is the daughter is supposed to be the? Well, I mean, in reality, what they're doing is they're they're catching up or they're they're uh, creating the the Young Avengers. You know, and so this is what this is going to be. This is the next piece of the Young Avengers. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready for just all just a fun show. Give me a fun one. Justin, are you in on my fun? I am. And the uh, comic book run of Hawkeye that the show is based off of is a very fun run of just, like, Hawkeye, like, like, shooting arrows like people saying bro to each other like there's one issue where it's like everyone was like dogs 
Like, it's, like, really <laughs> fucking weird. Like, it's really weird and fun, and that's why I'm, like, I have a feeling that this one is going to be, like, the weird and, like, fun, like, you want. It's going to be that, like, haha before we go back into the, the bleak Marvel, <laughs> like, yeah. multiverse of, like, madness stuff. Well, and the other the other side of that is just coming off of Shang-Chi, which is incredibly fun. Like, sure, it's it's a serious movie with with ramifications and blah, 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 blah. But it's a blast. Like that movie rips ass like it's it's so fun. And it's like it reminded me that like, oh, yeah, Marvel can be like this. Like this is (laughs) this is how these shows are. And it's like coming from, you know, five years of infinity war and in game and then now you have you know scarlet witch falcon winter soldier loki and it's just heavy 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 it's like okay we're pushing reset right can we go back to iron man when the shit was really fun yeah if we're doing the reset thing one (laughs) they just did it and what if and it was depressing as hell (laughs) well yeah like what if Iron Man kicked you in the balls instead, you know? Like, <laughs> but anyway, I think I think we're all on the same page with what if, sadly. Um, but I'm ready for Hawkeye. I'm ready for some fun. Uh, I'm excited for you guys to see Shang-Chi in like 30 days from now, because I think you'll both really love it, and I can't wait to talk about it with you. <laughs> um, but other than that... Anything uh, Anything else we need to cover before we wrap this? Mm-mm. We're both, good. You're both good. staring at me blankly, so okay. Uh, Justin, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and lean on in there? Oh, oh. Why the lick? Do we have to get the licks? Oh. You know what, guys. Thank you, guys. For listening to another episode of That Pixel Life Podcast. If you want to go over to the Discord, you know, we got a bunch of... Everyone's taking pictures of snacks right now. Pokemon Oreos. um, Some uh, Frankenberry treats. You know, if you want to talk a little Dodger Ball Academia while Zach's not around, you know, I know me and Shannon would be down in the Discord. So, you know, head on over there. Lots of fun conversations going on. And, you know, while you're at it, if you listen to us on iTunes, throw a review our way. Let us know what you like. Which you don't know if you think, you know, we should have some music for our uh, weekly consultation, you know, let us know. And uh, Zach, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey, guys, did you know Georgia won again and are undefeated and should be ranked number one in the nation? Also, go be great. And the Falcons only lost by 23 points a day. So that's an improvement from last week. Sadly, it is. <laughs> they still they still got a chance. <laughs> Raiders 2 and 0.